Welcome everyone to Coaching the Session. My name is Michael Reardon and I'll be your mindset coach today. And today we're going to be talking about how traditions of our maybe ancestors, our grandparents, maybe even just the past 50 to 100 years have changed so drastically. Some of it is going to be technology, some of it is going to be society, but a lot of it is going to be mindset. So we're going to be talking about how those traditions are lost and how they affect our life today. If you're new to the channel, make sure to like, comment, subscribe, and to share this video and your audio. Now, if we're looking at technology, technology is a good thing, right? I'm not here saying that technology is a bad thing, because if we didn't have the technology that we have today, I might not be doing this podcast, for example. I might not be able to reach you, whether it be via YouTube, your favorite podcast app, whatever you can think of about how technology made advances, we probably utilize it in some way. I utilize it in some way and it makes my life easier. Just because it makes my life easier doesn't mean that my life is easy or it doesn't mean that I have to make myself weak. What people tend to do is they get into this mindset where they use technology as a crutch for them not to act. So critical thinking is out the window. Being emotional and cordial is out the window. But why? Why can't we hold some of our traditional values in this modern society? And the reason is because modern society has taken a hold of our mindset in a way to make us believe a certain thing. And if we don't go along with that, then we're crazy or we're going against the grain and now we're not accepted. And pair acceptance is so big nowadays. So today, that's what we're going to be unraveling and getting a better understanding of because if we can get back to being traditional in a modern society, and it's not so much of the traditional that you might be thinking of, it's a state of mind. So let's get into that blog that's going to be talking about the loss of traditions. If you're new to the channel, make sure to head over to roadandconcepts.com and you can always just go to the resource tabs, go to blogs, and then you will find the most recent blog, which is the loss of traditions. You will be able to get to this blog directly via the description box. So you can just go click the description box below and then you'll go right to this blog. Now, the loss of traditions is going to be talking about how our life has been changing over the years, and it's going to be talking about mindset, and it's going to be talking about how society has moved in an unhealthy manner. And it's not so much that we're talking about fairness here. We're talking about an unhealthy manner, which is the cause and effect. I took a Clifton test, and it's kind of like a strength test to see where you are. One of my strengths is actually cause and effect. And I remember talking to people about this, the cause and effect of things, right? I'm able to see, well, if we do this, this is the outcome. So when I'm helping people and coaching them, I'm able to see the cause and effect of what the outcome is going to be. So sometimes people are so worried about the outcome and I'm like, well, we already know the possible outcomes. This is the best case scenario. This is maybe a mediocre and this is the worst case scenario. This is how we avoid the worst case scenario. And this is how we can get ourselves to a better scenario, right? So we have a plan. It's not guessing work. It's not guesswork. It's not trial and error. So if we can get more into that mindset of we can get to whatever we want, we have to understand that. So I have that ability. That's one of my skills, one of my strengths to help people see the cause and effect. And the cause and effect of the loss of traditions has made society more fragile, made them weaker per se. So we have our soul boys and we have our people who have their pronouns and we have all the people who are upset if there's a political overturn of something. There is so much that can upset someone. Before, we could probably say our piece, 
And at the end of the day, you keep your peace and then we're able to kind of go different ways if we didn't like each other. Or we can say, you know what, I'm just not going to talk to that person anymore about this. Now it's like everyone is in their own little clique where if you're not a certain political party, if you don't have the same ideas as me, if you don't have the same vaccines as me, then guess what? We can't be friends. We have gone so far from where we were that now many people are just lost together thinking that since they're around people, that they're in the right place. Well, have you ever tried to follow a lost person in the forest? And you're like, oh, look, there's a person. He looks like he knows where he's going. Well, he's just walking around the forest. And before you know it, it's sundown. And you finally get the courage to ask him saying, hey, um, how long until we get out? And the guy replies, I've been here for a week. What was the point? Right. We look at someone and we're hoping, oh, this person knows what he's doing. This person is going to be able to help us. And in his way, we might think of that, uh, you know, in our leaders and in the people we follow. But you have to kind of take that reign, that traditional type of way of thinking is going to be talking about how people were leaders, not followers. There's nothing wrong with following someone. But then at the same time, when do you stop following someone and become a leader in your own regard? Many people would choose to follow until they can't follow no more been a week in the forest and I'm looking for the way out and I can't find the way out even though I'm following this person that's supposed to know what's best. It's kind of iffy, right? Where we look at the loss of traditions or how we used to do it and then we compare it to what we do today. And I know it can be difficult for people to realize that things are changing, times are changing. And for that, sometimes people might get in their feelings again and they might get hurt because they are operating under their current state of mind their current set of values and beliefs and their identity. It's going to be difficult for them to understand the changes that need to occur and then maybe even difficult for them to see the changes that has happened. So the changes that we're going to be talking about today that are in the blog are going to be talking about three different areas. And the way I'm going to be breaking it down is first, we're going to be talking about food and health. Then we're going to be talking about career. And then we're going to be talking about relationships, sex, men and women. And of course, this is for your reading pleasure. So make sure to check it out. There's more examples. It goes a little bit deeper. And I'm taking the podcast a different way because it's a tough subject to really get a hold of. And the best way I have found to get a hold of it is to say it in a certain way on camera or on audio for you to listen to. It's a different type of text where if you're reading it, you're like, I hate this guy. This guy's terrible. Maybe, right? Now, what I'm trying to do is just to have you understand. I don't want you to feel like I'm your enemy. If you do that, then that's your mindset, right? Where you're making enemies out of friends. Feel free. I'm not here to belittle what you do or to say someone is wrong. What I'm here to tell you and to show you today is to make it prevalent on how we have changed over the past hundred years. And then you can make the adjustments because the way cause and effect works is you have to know the history in order to know the future. We're going to talk about the history and we're going to look at the future. And my goal for you is to be in the best future possible. So if you're interested, of course, we're going to be diving down into that right now. So one of the first areas that has changed in time is the idea of being traditional in the sense of food and health. Now, we'll talk about food first, and then we'll talk about health. Now, for food, think about like that home-cooked meal where mom or grandma, they would cook for everyone, the whole family. If we are fortunate enough to have that type of upbringing, 
and everyone will gather. And during that gathering, we were fed not just by food, but by camaraderie, by family, by that love and affection of everyone. You might have bickered, you might have not liked someone in your family, but you still came together as family. There's a mental tie to it. That's why some people say one of their favorite holidays is Thanksgiving, and it's not the food. It's who you surround yourself with. And sometimes we get into the habit or the state of mind that we're going to only surround ourselves with people who have the same mindset or once in a while our family, we're having a hard time with family, we're not going to associate with them quite often. We kind of lose that home cooked meal. So what we did was we went out and we got fast food and we started to live a fast paced life. But what happened was that that fast food actually slowed us down because now we're not getting the proper nutrients we need from our meals for our brain and our body to develop the right way. So we're getting an abundance of calories, but not enough nutrients. So you can eat a hamburger from McDonald's or Burger King or Taco Bell or whatever you want to get to eat. And though that food is going to fill you up, it doesn't fulfill you. It doesn't give you what you need in order to be successful. Now, once in a while, having food like that is not necessarily the worst thing in the world. Enjoy yourself, right? If you like McDonald's, go have McDonald's. But understand that the quality of the food you eat is going to correlate into the quality of your life and the quality of your mindset and the quality of your health, all of that. So the quality of food matters. Why do you think so many people buy organic? Oh, well, we don't want any GMOs in our food. And so now we buy organic. And though it is more money, it is healthier, right? So of course, if you're one of those people who buy organic, then you already know. And if you're one of those non-believers and you believe that organic doesn't necessarily matter, you can just buy any food, that's better than probably getting fast food and processed food. So there's so much to food that we have lost that now, if you look here in America, every corner, you can probably find a gas station with a bunch of food in it. You can find a fast food joint probably on the corner. Maybe if you're on the main road, you're going to be probably going every quarter mile without finding a fast food place. So you have so many options and all those options are convenient. So I can have convenience in my life and not have to worry. I don't have to go home and cook because if I cook, I have to clean and then I have to prep. And I mean, it's a lot of work to cook. I'm not going to lie. When I started living by myself and having to cook, I realized firsthand, well, this is a lot of work. I didn't have my family cooking for me anymore. Or I couldn't just go in the fridge and get leftovers from a meal that we had the other day. It was me cooking every single day. Over the years, it has evolved to meal prepping. So now I can meal prep for a couple days at a time. So I'm not just behind the stove every single day. Now, what that did for me was it really helped me get better control of my body. Because if we know nutrition and we know health, then nutrition, the foods we eat, are going to play a critical role in how our body looks. And if we look at our body, we can either love it, we can hate it, or we can pretend everything's okay. And what has happened in our modern society is that you look in the mirror now and you're accepted no matter how you look, but subconsciously, you're not. The subconscious mind or the subconscious thoughts are not going to allow the conscious thoughts to take over easily. So yes, you can say you're beautiful in the mirror, And you can be 200 pounds obese. Or if you go to the doctor and the doctor says that you need to gain some weight because you're too skinny. I mean, there's a spectrum, right? What is perfect? What is right? And in our traditional world, we have been given a 
reality of what you should look like, of what you should be like. But we don't necessarily talk how you should feel. What do you want to feel? How do you want to feel? What do you want to be able to do with your body every single day? Now, if you can get out of bed by yourself and that's what you want, go, cool. You already accomplished your goal for your body. But what happened if you couldn't get up without some assistance because you weighed too much or you didn't have enough energy because you were so thin? So we have to look at that and traditions from where we once were to where we are today, there's a huge focus on your body image. So your body image says something about you whether you like it or not. We are living in a society where now we're living in a society where people will accept people, will accept their life for the way it is and not take responsibility. So they say, well, this is just who I am. This is because of my genetics. You can change how you look and you don't need a surgery to do it. Everyone is so quick to get to the body that they want that they're not willing to put in the work. And that's going to require dieting, And then a good understanding of where you want to be, what you want to do, how you want to look, what do you want to feel like. So there's a lot to health and fitness and the foods that we eat. And that kind of goes into our next subject of now we are being busybodies, right? We have to have a job to provide all that food. If we want to look good or get a gym membership, we have to be able to pay for it. So we go into careers. And the way careers have morphed over the years is that Maybe we could be in the family business. Maybe there was more opportunities for us. And now everything is kind of like, well, which corporation am I going to work for? Which boss am I going to work for? Everyone's looking to follow and not lead. So similar to how I was saying in the beginning, we will follow before we lead. So the careers that we choose working in nine to five, we're working for someone else's profit. So we need to get to a place where we're not going to simply say, okay, I am making a living, I'm able to pay my bills, and I'm going to be able to get my two weeks off every single year, and I'm going to get to retire at 65 years old. Is that really living? So we have traded our life, our time for a paycheck. So careers, how it has changed is that people used to be more mindful of what they did. They had a sense of camaraderie. Now, It's kind of like, well, I'll stab you in the back as soon as I can if I can get ahead. I know I hear a lot of coaches say that, oh, you can get in the fast track for a promotion. And I'm not saying it's a bad thing, but why not just be a leader? Why not just be your own boss? There's a fast track right there. So there is a way of thinking when it comes to career, and it has changed over the years. And if we look at careers and we look at people, it goes right into our next talking point which is going to be talking about relationships. Then we have the difference between men and women. Looking at men and women in the workplace, then talking about relationship aspect, is that there is this idea of a pay gap where men will get paid more than a woman. What has happened over the years is that women would tend to typically be more compliant. They would take on more jobs that were in the services, like they would be psychologists and they'll be nurses and they will be school teachers, things along those lines. So those are going to be lower paying jobs and they're not necessarily going to be an owner of a landscaping company or they're not going to necessarily want to be an engineer. And I'm not saying that they can't. They have that ability to be whatever they want to be. It's just that the majority of women are going to pick those jobs. It's just because instinctually, That's what they were bred for. Now that they have this job, they might be upset that they don't get paid enough. There are going to be companies that might favor saying, well, I'm just going to pay the guys more than the women. That's the boss, right? That's the boss you work for. So we go back to looking at 
well, what do you want in a relationship, in a person, right? And now you're in your career and you're going to look at that boss. Are you going to follow them? Are you going to decide to say, you know what, this is not working. Let me move a different way. You have to decide that. And sometimes people get stuck there where they just kind of accept what they get. Then that's where complacency kind of sets in. They say they're going to get a promotion. They don't get the promotion. They're led to think they're going to get the next promotion. And they're led their whole entire life. When are you going to put your foot down and say enough's enough, right? So we have to get into that way of thinking. But the pay gap is going to be more so on the jobs that people choose. And then, of course, of their compliance. If I was offered a job and they might say, well, Michael, we're going to give you $80,000 a year to run all of our workshops for the company and be the head of training and of engagement. Okay, 80000 I don't have to take their offer. If I want, I can say, you know what? Thank you for that offer. It was very generous. I would be more than happy to work for your company. And $80,000 is, you know, a wonderful offer, but I'm going to have to decline. And if you want me, it's going to cost $150,000. That's going to be my salary for the year. And they might say, well, that's more than what we wanted to pay. Maybe we can do one ten. And I say, well, 110 is fair. And I do understand that times can be difficult right now with the company and everything. But understand me lowering my value is not going to make the product any better. Now, the best I can do for you is I can maybe go down to 138. And that's my final offer. 138. Okay, I think we can do that, right? Whatever. That's just a quick me having a conversation with someone negotiating salary. Sometimes people will just accept the salary they're given. And it happens more frequently with women. Not saying that women don't do it. So if you're listening and you're one of the women who have negotiated a salary, kudos to you. You're doing wonderful. But if you take a job and they give you the salary and you're like, okay, I'm just going to accept it. That is who you are. Now you can change that too. Just be a little bit more brave. Be courageous. And that's where we're going. Women are being wonderful. They're being brave. They're being unashamed. doesn't matter how they look. It doesn't matter what they do or how they act. They're going to stand together. And if we look at the number of women coaches to male coaches or the number of female coaches who help women only, that number is drastically more than men. Not saying that men don't help women or that those women's coaches or that those women coaches don't help men. What I'm saying is women have a higher tendency to help other females. Men typically don't have that within them to say, well, I'm going to go out of my way to help another male or another woman unless they're getting something out of it. So depending on their emotional intelligence, their upbringing, there's so many factors that comes to coaching and to helping people that women are just better at it. They just have that inclination. They just have that natural instinct, that motherly instinct to help, to care, to nurture. So naturally, when they finally get out of a hump or a hurdle, they say, you know what, I'm going to help other women get out of these humps and hurdles because I already went through it. That's when we're filling them up with go get your career first, then you can focus on your family. Or go make as much money as you can, live your life, get all your degrees, and then you can find a man. Once that's all done, that's a contingency. And contingencies don't work. So now we have a contingent society of women going off, getting their career, their you know establishment, becoming independent, and then later on wanting to have a family. So they're taking their most fruitful years of their youth, their strongest years to have healthy children. And they're waiting until later in life. Now, if you're familiar with women genetics and the age where it's going to be unhealthy for a woman to have a child, 
is going to be getting into the late 30s, early 40s. Now that's when they're finally trying to settle down. But at that time, why would a guy want to go out with a 38-year-old when he can go out with a 24-year-old? I don't know. So it's kind of like society was fed this lie. Go off, do what you have to do, and then life waits for you. The same thing with retirement. Keep working until you're 65. And once you're 65, you get to retire and you get to be happy. This way of thinking, our traditions have been misplaced. We have been putting off on happiness for so long or for something good to come away because we're supposed to be doing some struggling right now. What needs to happen if we look at the more traditional way is why not live today? If I want to start a family and I know I want to start a family, why do I not start a family? Because that same idea of wanting to start a family later is I'm going to do this later. So if something is important to you, meaning a career, right? So I'm going to call this person and I'm going to set up a meeting. I'm going to do this later. Of course, you can choose what you want. If you want to have a career first, family next, do it. If you want to have a family first, then career next, do it. But it changes the dynamics of what we once had. If we look back 50, 60 years ago, men would go off to go to work. Women would stay home with the family. Now we have that family dynamic, right? Where male went off to provide and the woman would stay home. Now, of course, many women don't like that today because it takes away their independence. Because the thing about those women in those households, they might not have been happy, but they stayed there because of circumstance. So the circumstances now, they can go off and be independent and not need a man. And they don't need a man for survival anymore. They can call the police. So we don't necessarily need to be like our caveman way of thinking our traditions there where we need to be with the strongest male so we can live to see another day, so we can be protected. That is not the case today. So what has happened with the male society is that men have realized, well, we don't have to be strong. So they are weak. They choose to be weak. They choose to be frail. And their mindset shows. So the equality that is actually happening or the balancing out is not that women are actually going up. It's just that men are going down. So it's kind of like we meet at that level where it's like, yes, you went off and got a career, but if you look at a relationship, a successful man is probably not going to worry about how much money their counterpart makes. Now, for me, if my wife wants to make abundance of money, go for it. I'm not going to stop her, but at the same time, it doesn't mean anything to me because I can get anything I want myself. And that's the same mentality when a woman gets that money. Why don't I need a man? Because I can get anything myself. And you have to ask yourself when you get into a relationship, today modern society is, I can get anything myself and be happy. But that's far from the truth. There has to be some traditional value there that keeps you tied to the relationship. What is it? That's like a secret, apparently, because people don't realize we have lost the family ties, the family values. Over the years, we have lost our family traditions. We are so quick to toss mom and dad into a nursing home, grandma, grandpa into a nursing home and we don't take care of them. We are so busy to be focused on our life and not worried about someone else's life that has raised us and has gave their life in order for our development. And now we are finally at the point where we can help them, but we choose to continue to help ourselves. So we keep doing what's good for us, even though our cup is already full and already when our cup's abundant, we're looking at everyone else as, well, I'll help you when I do this. So we continue to place contingencies when in reality, we already have enough. So the traditions that we once had are no longer sufficient 
because we have changed it to a modern way of thinking. And the first and foremost way of thinking is us. How does this work for me? How will this benefit me? What do I get out of it? And it's going to take a lot to get rid of our current way of thinking. Modern society is going to live with us for the next 80 to 100 years. What can happen is that parents can make it apparent to those kids that they're raising of the values that they should be looking for, the things that they should be kind of directing themselves in. Now, if you want to be one of the women who tell their younger daughters, go off, get your education, get your career, start a family later, that's fine. I think there's benefits to that conversation. But then at the same time, she's putting off her most fruitful years for a career that she might not love. There's pros and cons to everything. And then men, same thing. Do you go off and you start a family at a young age? Or do you say, you know, I'm going to work and then start a family later? There's pros and cons to that too. Now, there is a different dynamic, the different mindsets that happen. But typically, if you can find a balance between the traditional and modern, you're going to have a healthy relationship in today's day and age. If you just think in a way of modern society, then you're going to be maybe one of those 50% of marriages that end in divorce. And it's not because you don't love each other. It's just that you have separated from the current way of being. The only way to get out of it is to look at your traditions of the old and then compare them with the new and figure out what needs to be adjusted. Do you need to make adjustments to your food or your health or the relationships that you keep or how you view other races or cultures or the opposite gender? What career are you choosing? Are you going after your purpose, your passion, your gift? There's so much to what you do that we have to pay attention to. And many people, they just kind of move along with society and they do what they're told. Well, why not look at the cause and effect? of where we once were to where we are today. Because if we looked at where we were two years ago, 2020 to 2022, we were in the middle of a pandemic and there's a lot of uncertainty. And two years later, there's even more uncertainty, but it's not because of pandemic, it's because of poor leadership. So the traditions that we once had all stem back to our mindset, paying attention to wisdom, not so much knowledge, not so much to crowd, but looking on the inside and finding our answer because your answer is going to be unique. So find what works for you. Find what's going to leave you with the least amount of regrets, if any, and then go with that flow. And then, of course, seek a coach. doesn't have to be me. Seek a coach who's going to help get you into that state of mind that you need to be because if you want something for your life, you have to have a certain type of mindset to get it. So I encourage people to head over to reverendconcepts.com. You can check out my coaching or you can check out the podcast for other wonderful coaches and then you can listen to those and then you can get a good understanding. Well, which coach do you want? What flavor? And once you understand what you want, try it out for a month, maybe two, three months and then figure out, okay, is my life changing for the better? Yes or no? If not, you can change it. You can adjust. There's nothing wrong with trial and error. But at the same time, if you can mitigate it, you save money, you save time, and then, of course, you're not going to get into that zone of you tried it and you failed, and now you're not going to make any progress. So there's a lot to it, and the only thing you have to do is be aware. And a lot of people right now are living in a state of blindness when the only thing they have to do is open their eyes. And after they open their eyes, they have to open their mind. And then after they open their mind, they can finally say the truth. And that truth is going to be what you should go after in life. 
My name is Michael Reardon. I'm a mindset coach. If you have any questions, you can email me session at gmail.com and I will see everyone on the next episode of Coaching a Session. Until then, everyone take care.